I want to give everyone a welcome back to the Witty Words of Wisdom podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I am your host, Maymoon Bay. Today we're going to start by reading process number eight, the book of positive aspects. When to use this process, when positive emotion floods to you in response to a positive thought you are focusing upon, and you wish to ride the positive good feeling wave longer, when you are aware that a subject that requires your consistent attention does not feel good, you want to improve your vibration on that topic. When most subjects that you focus upon feel good to you, but there are a few uncomfortable holdouts that you want to mold into a better feeling place. For an emotional set point range, this book of positive aspects will be of the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between joy, knowledge, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation, and Frustration, irritation, and impatience. If you're not sure what your current emotional set point is, turn back to chapter 22 and scan the emotional guidance scale. As I've said previously, and you're new here, I believe it is either 5 or 6 where right, we talk about the emotional guidance scale. To begin the process of the book of positive aspects, purchase a notebook that feels good when you hold it in your hands. Choose a pleasing color with a line width that matches your writing style, with paper that allows your favorite pen to glide along comfortably and which opens comfortably and lies flat. Because of the action that will be involved in this process, not only is an improved degree of focus certain, but with the focus will come an increase in both your clarity and your feeling of being alive. Now, on the cover of your notebook, write, My Book of Positive Aspects, it would be beneficial to set aside at least 20 minutes for this process on your first day, but after that, you can continue in small increments of time. However, you may discover the benefits of this process to be so rewarding and the good feelings within the process so satisfying that you may want to spend even more time at it. Next, at the top of the first page of your notebook, write the name of or a brief description of someone or something that you always feel good about. It could be the name of your lovable cat, your best friend, or the person you're in love with. It could be the name of your favorite city or restaurant. And as you focus upon the name of or title you have written, ask yourself these questions. What do I like about you? Why do I love you so much? What are your positive aspects? Then gently and easily begin writing down the thoughts that come to you in response to your questions. Do not try to force these ideas. Let them flow easily through you onto your paper. Write as long as you, the thoughts flow, and then read what you have written and enjoy your own words. Now, turn to the next page and write another name or title of someone or something that you feel good about, and then repeat the process until your 20 minutes has passed. You may discover, even during the first sitting, that you will have managed to activate within yourself such a powerful vibration of appreciation and well-being that ideas of other names or titles for your book of positive aspects will continue to flow to you. And when they do, take the time, if you can, to enter those titles at the top of other pages in your book. If you feel you have time to ask the questions, what do I like about you? Why do I love you so much? And what are your positive aspects? Then do so at the time, at that time. If not, wait until tomorrow when you will begin the process again. The more positive aspects you search for, the more you are going to find. And the more positive aspects you find, the more you will search for more. In the process, you will activate within yourself a high vibration of well-being, which matches who you really are. 
and you will feel wonderful. And even better, this vibration will become so practiced that it will become your dominant vibration. And all aspects of your, all aspects of your experience will now begin to reflect this higher vibration. As soon as your notebook is filled, you'll probably find yourself eager to purchase another and another. For there's a true power of focus in the experience of writing. And there's a true power of connecting to your own source energy and the experience of writing things that feel good when you write them. The benefits of this process will be many. You will feel wonderful during the process. Your point of attraction will continue to improve. No matter how good it is now, your relationship with each subject that you write about will become richer and more satisfying. And the law of attraction will deliver even more wonderful people, places, experiences, and things that you enjoy. Abraham, speak to us more about the book of positive aspects. Imagine a beautiful city, not a big city, but a perfect city. The traffic flows nicely. There are beautiful points of interest. Living and working in the city is a wonderful experience. As you think about this city, as we have described it to you, you may be thinking, I could live there happily ever after. Oh, but there's one little thing we forgot to mention. There is a very deep pothole on 6th Avenue. Now, if you were to focus on the positive aspects of the city, it is your expectation that if you were to live in the city, you would live happily ever after. Most people have not been introduced to their life by someone who is pointing out the positive aspects of it. Instead, most have been introduced more often by someone saying, watch out for the pothole on 6th Avenue. And so, because of the negative orientation that surrounds them, most are consumed by the pothole. Let us say that someone had has been declared terminally ill. Her doctor has given her a death sentence, and yet the majority of her body, over 99% of it, is, as this magical city, it is functioning well. All the arteries of traffic are working very well. It is just that it is just that because of the attention the doctor has given it, she is now giving her full attention to the pothole until it eventually consume until it will eventually consume her city. Remove your attention from the city's potholes. As I focus upon what I want, I feel good. If I focus upon lack of what I want, I feel bad. So let's take it a little further. Can you focus upon more than one thing? at a time? You cannot. Can you fool more than one way at a time? Can you feel good and bad at the same time? You cannot. And so, is it not logical, for it certainly falls within the guidelines of the law of attraction, that if you are focusing upon what you do want, you cannot, at the same time, be focusing upon what you do not want. And if, when you focus upon what you want, you will feel good, and if, you, and, and if when you feel good, you will be in the positive mode of attraction, then, would not your most important work be to look for the positive aspects of all things, to look for the parts of all things that are uplifting to you, and to get your attention off of the potholes? Sometimes, when first learning about deliberate creation, our physical friends will worry. They are afraid that every negative thought they think is going to reach out into the cosmos and bring some monster into the experience. You want to ease your fear by reminding you that you are living the balance of your thought, so it requires it, so it requires quite a bit of thought about something before it will manifest in your experience. But as a people who have lived in a society that is predominantly oriented towards criticism and to what is wrong, always wanting to face the facts you have become those, even in your individual thoughts, who predominantly worry rather than predominantly know that all is well. We want to encourage you to give more of your attention to what makes you feel good, not something so radical that you must control every thought, just make a decision that you would look for what you want to see. It's not difficult. 
it is not a difficult decision to make, but if, but it can make a big difference in what you bring into your experience. Give attention to what feels good. Something that is, something that is reality seems like it deserves your attention. It's true. After all, it's true. Shouldn't I document it? Shouldn't I count it? Shouldn't I make the statistics of it? Shouldn't I tell others about it? Shouldn't I warn my children about it? Shouldn't we beat the drum of these things that? Shouldn't we beat the drum of these things that we do not want? Because they, because they are reality, and therefore make them more reality. And we ask, why would you do that? Why not look out into the database of creation and selectively sift the realities that you want to re replicate and beat those drums? And your answer is never a good enough one. It is. We do it because it's reality. We do it because somebody else did it. If we were standing in your physical shoes, we would not let the reality of something be our basis for attention. We would let a feeling vibration of it be our basis. So we would start saying to anyone who was interested in knowing what we were about, if it feels good. I give it my full attention if it doesn't. I don't look at it at all. And you know what they will say to you? You should face reality. So answer back. I do. I do it all the time. I've just become a more selective sifter of the reality that I face because I've begun to discover that whatever reality I'm facing, whatever reality I'm talking about, thinking about, remembering, regurgitating, whatever reality I'm making statistics of, whatever reality I'm holding for a very long in my vibration becomes my own reality. And I've become particular about the realities that I replicate in my experience because I've discovered that I can create reality. I can create reality. I can create reality. <laughs> and I choose the reality that I'm creating. Oh, we love, oh, we love saying that to you. You are creators and you can create anything that you want. But there's a better way of saying it. You can and will create anything that you are giving your attention to. Wherever you go, you will be there too. Jerry and Esther had been giving workshops at a hotel in Austin, Texas, which seemed to regularly which seemed to regularly forget that they were coming. Even though contracts had been signed and Esther had called on the day of arrival to confirm, when they got there, the sweet girl behind the desk always acted surprised. And then there was always a scurry to get things ready for their workshop. Esther said to us, maybe we should find another hotel. And we said, that is one way of going about it. But it is our ex expectation that wherever you go, you will take care of, you will take yourself with you. For you take your vibrational habits and patterns with you everywhere you go. So we told them to buy a notebook. And across the front of it, in bold letters, write, My Book of Positive Aspects. And then turn to the first page and write, Positive Aspects of South Park Hotel in Austin. So Esther began to write, It's a beautiful facility. It's well situated, very easy access to the interstate, and easy to give directions to. The parking lot is adequate and convenient. Our room is always very clean. There are many sizes of rooms, so we accommodate whatever size group we will be, att will be attending. And as she made these entries, she found herself wondering why she had ever considered finding a new hotel. In other words, her attention to the positive aspects put, in her, put her in such a mode of feeling good about this hotel that 
It is our knowing she cannot attract anything that is not good from the hotel. In other words, she took her attention by virtue of her deliberate writing in this book off of the pothole. Is it inspiration or is it motivation? You can look at this in two different ways. If I do such and such, these good things will happen. Or if I don't do such and such, these bad things will happen. The first inspires you to action from a positive place. The second motivates you to action from a negative place. Your book of positive aspects will put you more and more in the positive position of attracting by virtue of your inspired positive feeling, whatever you desire. Process number nine, scripting. When to use this process? When you are feeling good and want to add specifics to what you are creating in your life experience. When you want the thrill of identifying, writing down things you would like to experience. And then, seeing the universe deliver to you the details you described. When you want to con consciously experience the power of your specifically focused thought. Current emotional set point range. The scripting process will be of the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between passion and hopefulness. Please refer back to the emotional guidance scale. It's either chapter five or six. Esther turned on the te Esther turned on the television. Pardon me. It's either episode five or six. Esther turned on the television one evening and found herself immediately captivated by a movie that was well underway by the time she found it. In this movie, a seemingly unsuccessful scripter, scriptwriter was just discovering that his typewriter seemed to be magical. Each day, after he had described the scenes and written the words that the actors would speak, these same things would then come to pass in, her, in his own experience. And so... If a situation was not going the way he wanted it to, he went to his typewriter and wrote an improved version, and that scenario would then play out in his life experience. As Esther watched the movie, we said to her, that is really the way it always works. As you focus clearly upon things you desire and hold no contradictory vibration that causes resistance, whatever your desire must be. For when you ask, it is always given every time with no exceptions. If something that you desire is not coming, it can only be that you are not allowing it to come because of the thoughts that you place that are contrary to your desire, to your own desire. Nothing else prohibits you from realizing every dream. So this is how the scripting process works. Pretend that you are a writer and that whatever you write will be performed exactly as you write it. Your only job is to describe it in detail, everything exactly as you want it to be. As you are having fun playing this game and are not taking it too seriously, any of your hindering beliefs are less likely to be activated. In other words, by pretending that your typewriter, word process, computer, or notebook is magical, and that whatever you write can be realized, you accomplish the two things that are necessary in the achievement of anything. You focus the lens of your desire and you offer no resistance. This process will help you be more this process will help you be more specific about your desires and with that greater clarity about exactly what you do desire, 
you will feel the power of this specific focus. The longer you concentrate on a subject, and the more detail you give to it, the faster the energy moves, and with practice, you can actually feel the momentum of your desire. You can feel the universal forces converging. Often, you will be able to know when you are upon the brink of a breakthrough or a manifestation just by virtue of the way you feel. Because of the whimsical approach of this game, you're less likely to bring your point of focus, thoughts of doubt or disbelief. As you stay light and playful, you'll be able to maintain a specific focus in the absence of resistance and again, you have achieved the perfect balance for the creation of anything. If you play the game often and enjoy it when you play it, you'll begin to see amazing evidence of the power of the game. Things that you have written will begin to occur in your experience as if you are directing a play upon a stage. And when someone you are interacting with says words to you that you have scripted, you'll be delighted as you recognize the power of your own intent. You are the vibrational writers of the script of your life, and everyone else in the universe is playing the part that you have assigned to them. You can literally script any life that you desire, and the universe will deliver to you the people, places, and events just as you decide them to be. Are you the creator of your own experience? If only to decide it and allowed it to be. Abraham, speak to us more about scripting. Scripting is one of those processes that we offer to assist you in telling the universe the way you want it to be. If you're already in vibrational harmony with your desire, you know it because your desire is already physical reality. But if there is something that you want that has not yet come to fruition, then scripting is a good way to speed it up. Scripting will help you break your habit of talking about things as they are, and you will begin talking about how you will like things to be. Scripting will help you offer vibrational vibration deliberately. Script the plot you'd like to live. We would begin by identifying ourselves as a central character, then we would identify the other main characters in the scenario, and then we would write, a, write the plot. It is most effective if you write it, especially in the beginning, because writing is your most powerful point of focus, but you do not have to keep writing it over and over again. One day a woman was practicing one of her scripts with us, and she said, I see two people walking down the beach. We, we teased her by asking, well, are you one of them? The point we were making was that the whole point of writing the script is to begin to feel life experiences in the way that you would like to live them. The purpose of this process is to practice the feeling of the life you would like to live. The universe does not know or care if what you are vibrating is in response to something you are living or in response to something that you are imagining. In either case, the universe will deliver it to you. If you regurgitate your strip off script often enough, you begin to accept it as a reality. And when you are accepting it in the way that you accept reality, the universe believes it and responds in the same way. I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone for continuing supporting, for all those who have supported. I ask that you check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash wittywordsofwisdom. Here, for $15 a month, you can get exclusive access to all the latest episodes upcoming. I ask that you please consider donating in cryptocurrency, Maymoonbaytrust at getalbi.com, 
And lastly, check out my book that I've just released. You can find it on my website. The link is in the description. But make sure that you use Save25 at the checkout to save $25. Lastly, if you want to do business with me, you can email me at any time at maymoonbaytrust at gmail.com. Find the links in the description. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. God bless you. Process number 10. The placemat process. When to use this process. When you want to be more effectively. When you want to more effectively utilize your universal manager. When you want to create your own reality more through the flowing of energy. When you want to create your own reality less through the offering of your own action. When you feel you have too much to do. When you want more time to do more things that bring you pleasure. This placemat process will be of the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between passion and overwhelm. As Jerry and Esther's life evolved, and as their ideas of projects expanded, Esther began carrying a notebook that contained her list of things she needed to do. The list had evolved to several pages, and was comically called Things to Do Today. Well, ten people could not have accomplished the list, this list in only one day. With each new entry to her list, Esther fell heavier and less free. Because of her desire to be of value, and because of her willing nature, she had created a huge sense of responsibility, and her feeling of freedom was being crushed by the, the weight of it. Sitting in a restaurant and waiting for their meal to be delivered to the table, Esther poured through the pages of her list. Occasionally, she would cross off something already accomplished, and immediately, with each omission, she would think of three more items to add to the list. As a sense of hopelessness washed through her, she asked us, Abraham, what should I do? Take this large paper placemat, we explained, and we will guide you. Draw a line down the center of your placemat, and as a heading on the left side of the line, write, things I will do today. As a heading on the right side of the line, write, things I would like the universe to do. Now look over your long things to do list. Look over your long things to do today list. Select only those things that you absolutely intend to do this day. Things you feel you must do. Things you really want to do. Select only those things that, no matter what, you intend to do today and insert them on the left side of your placemat. Beneath the heading, things I will do today. And now enter all of the tasks on the Universe, universe's side of your placemat. Esther looked over the list and chose a handful of things that she really did need to do on this day, and she entered them on her side of the placemat. And then she began transferring her long list of remaining important tasks to the universe side of the placemat. One by one, she transferred her tasks to the right side of the line. And as each task was transferred, she felt lighter. We explained to Esther that in order to achieve anything, she has only two things to accomplish. She must identify her object of desire, and then, must she, and then she must get out of the way of letting it happen. In other words, ask and then find a way of achieving a vibration that allows it, because it's always given whenever you ask. As Esther had been poring over her long list of res responsible tasks, she was certainly amplifying the asking part of the equation. 
their confusion and feelings of overwhelm were certainly were certain emotional indicators that she was not in the vibrational state of allowing in what she had been asking for. During the process of her transferring these items to the universe's side of the placemat, her resistance began to soften, and her vibration began to lift. And while she did not realize it in, in realize it in that moment, her point of attraction had shifted, and she had begun immediately to allow the realization of her desires. What Esther experienced in the next few days left her feeling amazed. Not only was she able to easily accomplish her own short and manageable list, but the items on the universe's side of the placemat were accomplished too. But without requiring Esther's time, attention, or action, people she had been unable to reach by telephone called her. Employees on her staff felt inspired to assist in some way, and they would accomplish something that was on Esther's list and then reported to her after it was done, without Esther's attention or request. Time seemed to stretch to allow more to be accomplished, and her timing with people and places and traffic improved dramatically. The placement process caused Esther to focus her desires more specifically and, for the first time, to release her resistance regarding the same. When you ask, it is always given, but you have to let it in. Abraham, speak to us more about the process placemat. Very often, whenever Esther and Jerry are having lunch, Esther gets a big piece of paper from her purse, and then they draw a line right down the middle of the paper. On the left side, they write things to do today, Jerry and Esther, and on the right side of the paper, they write things to, to universe. On their side of the page, they write the things they plan to take action on that day. On the other side, they write what they would like the universe to act upon. Esther has always been a big maker of lists. She often has about 10 days of work on her things to do list today. And very often, the list has served as an excuse to become overwhelmed. In other words, with so many things to do that she cannot possibly accomplish, the things to do today list has sort of dragged her down. What she is discovering now is that she only puts her list, she only puts on her list what she really intends to do. And in that way, there is very little resistance, even with respect to the things she is going to do. And anything else that she wants to do, whether it is today, or a year from today, or 10 years from today, she writes it on the right side of the list and allows the universe to deal with it. As they left a restaurant one day, Jerry asked, Jerry said, do you want to take that placemat with you? And Esther replied, This is the best part. There's no follow-up. She left the list on the table. She left it there for the universe to deal with. There's no follow-up, you see. Not anything for her to drag around and hunt herself about. And so, there are the sor these are the sorts of things that you are doing that when you understand that there is constant, steady stream of well-being flowing to you, in the moment that you say, I prefer, or I like, or I appreciate, or I want, the heavens part for you, and the non-physical energies in that instant begin orchestrating the manifestation of your desire. In that instant, faster than you can speak it, the energy begins to flow, and circumstances and events in an, in an orchestration that we cannot begin to describe begin to fall into place in order to give you exactly what you want. 
and if it were not for your resistance, things would happen really fast. Are you clear about what you want? You do not you do not have to keep telling the universe what you want. You only have to tell the universe once. But the advantage of continuing to talk about pardon me, but the advantage of continuing to talk about it is that you get clear about it. Usually, you cannot clearly articulate everything you want with your first statement. So the more you talk about it, the more you fine-tune it. But as they say, I want it, the universe begins manifesting it. And then when you say, I would like it to be this way, the universe modifies that. You say, and a little bit of this would be nice. And the universe, you see that we are, you see what we are getting at? And once you are clear about what you want, once you have zeroed in on it, and you know what you want, it is on its way to you. It is done. The manifestation of it will probably follow later. However, because most often there is enough resistance, will not you will not receive it instantly. Process number 11. Segment intending. When to use this process. When you want your influence to dominate during a particular segment of your day. When you recognize the potential of something not quite going right. And you want to make sure it goes the way you want. When time or money is especially important to you and you want to make the most of it. Current emotional set point range. The segment intending process will be that the most value to you when your emotional set point is ranging somewhere between positive expectation, belief, and overwhelmed. It's easier to begin with a fresh, less powerful thought and then focus upon it and cause it to expand than try to change an already expanded powerful thought. In other words, it's easier to create an improved future experience than it is to change a current existing experience. If you are experiencing a physical condition that has your attention, you are, through your attention to your current condition, projecting it onto, on into your future experience. But by focusing on a different future experience, you are now activating that different experience. And as you project that change experience into your future, you leave your current experience behind. That is the power of the process of segment intending. It is the process whereby you define the vibrational characteristics of the time segment you are moving into. It's a way of prepaving your vibrational path, so to speak, for easier and more enjoyable travel. If you are in a bad mood, meaning that it is considerable resistance in your vibrational frequency, then because you do not have access to very different thoughts from where you currently are, you usually project that same vibrational expectation into the segment that you are moving into. For that reason, we encourage the application of segment intending when you are already feeling good. If you are feeling bad in this moment, try one of the other processes in order to improve your current mood and point of attraction. And then once you are feeling better, you can return to this powerful segment intending process. This process will help you be more deliberate about focusing your thoughts. It will help you become more aware of where your thoughts currently are, and it will help you be able to be, and you help you be able to more deliberately choose the thoughts that you offer. In time, it will feel very natural to you to stop for a moment upon entering a new segment and direct your own intent of it or expectation. You enter a new segment anytime your intentions change. If you are washing dishes in the telephone range, you enter a new segment. When you get into your vehicle, you enter a new segment. When, other, when another person walks into the room, you enter a new segment. 
if you will take the time to get your thought of expectation started, even before you are inside your new segment, you'll be able to set the tone of the segment more specifically than if you walk into the segment and begin to observe it as it already is. For example, you are cooking dinner and are enjoying the rhythm and flow you have established. Everything is on schedule and you expect everything to turn out just right. The telephone rings. You enter into a new segment. You set forth the intention not to answer the telephone. You set forth the intention that your answering device can take the call. And you set forth the intention that you will return the call later when you have time. So the rhythm and flow of your meal preparation is not disrupted. Your segment changed slightly, but you maintain your balance and all is well. Or at the telephone rings, you enter a new segment. You remember that you have been expecting an important call and you do not want to miss it. You set your intentions for the segment to be efficient and brief and to gather the information quickly and politely. Because of the positive flow you already have going, your positive expectation dovetails into that perfectly. So you have prepared the conversation even before you pick up the telephone to comply with your good feeling intentions. You are actually prepaving your future experiences constantly without even knowing you are doing so. You are continually projecting your expectations into your future experiences, and the segment, segment intending process helps you to consciously consider what you are projecting, and it gives you control of your future segments. You can prepay future experiences that are immediate or experiences that are in your more distant future. And once you have an opportunity to see how your deliberate thought positively imp impacts your experiences, you want to do it even more. And like all processes, the more you apply it, the more skilled you become and the more fun it is and the more effective your results will be. If the new segment includes something that you have never enjoyed doing, segment intending is not the best process to apply. Of course, it is better than no deliberate intention at all. When you have an opportunity, it will be of value to you to apply one of these more heavy-duty pro processes. And these are processes 2013 through 22 to the subject. For example, you are going to visit your mother-in-law, who you believe has never liked you. Or you are on your way to work in a two-person office with someone who annoys you in many ways. Whenever you are setting forth your attentions about how you want to feel and how you would like the segment to unfold, it is always beneficial if, when you find yourself struggling for a positive scenario, that you do not continue the process. Change the subject in your own mind, think about something pleasant, and apply another process later. Abraham. Speak to us more about segment intending. You are living in a wonderful physical time. You are living in a highly technological society where you have access to stimulation of thought from all around your world. You benefit from all this, for it provides you an opportunity for much growth, but you also experience some disadvantages from the stimulation of thought, and the disadvantage comes forth in the form of confusion. While your ability to focus upon a more narrow subject brings forth clarity, your ability to focus upon many things at once brings confusion. You are receptive beings. Your thought processes are very fast and 
As you are considering any one subject, you have the ability, by the power of the law of attraction, to bring forth more and more clarity upon the subject until you can accomplish anything regarding it. But because of the availability of so much stimulation of thought, very few of you remain focused upon anything long enough to take it forward very far. Most of you are so distracted by so much thought that you do not have an opportunity to develop any one thought to any great degree. Here is the key to your deliberate creation. The point of the segment and tending process is to clearly identify what you want so that you can deliberately begin to set forth the attraction of that which you want. Here is the key to your deliberate creation. See yourself as a magnet attracting onto you the way you feel at any point in time. When you feel clear and in control, you attract circumstances of clarity. When you feel happy, you will attract circumstances of happiness. When you feel healthy, you will attract circumstances of health. When you feel prosperous, you will attract circumstances of prosperity. When you feel loved, you will attract circumstances of love. The way you feel is actually your point of attraction. And so, the value of the segment and tending process is to encourage you to pause many times during the day to say, this is what I want from this period of my life experience. I want it and I expect it. And as you set forth those powerful words, you become what we call a selective sifter. You attract into your experience what you want. However, the reason why segments are so effective is because although there are many things you want to consider, when you try to consider them all the time, become overwhelmed and confused. The value of your intending segment by segment is that you do not try to chew on so much at any one time. You say, what is it that I want now? If you want many things all at the same time, it adds confusion. When you only focus upon the specifics of what you want in any particular movement and moment, you bring clarity and power to your creation, and therefore, speed. And that is the point of segment intending, to stop as you are entering a new segment, and to identify what it is you want most, so that you may give your attention to, and therefore draw power in onto that. Some of you are focused during some segments of your day's experience. But there are very few of you who are focused much, much of your day. And so an identification of segments and an intent to identify what is most important within those segments will put you in the position of being a deliberate magnetic attractor or creator in each of your segments throughout your day. Not only will you find that you are more productive, but you will find that you are happier or as you are deliberately attending, intending and then allowing and receiving, you will find great contentment. You are growth-seeking beings, and as you are moving forward, you are at your happiest. When you are having a feeling of stagnation, you are not at your happiest. An example of a segment-intending day. We would like to guide you through an example of a day where you, would, you may be deliberately intending as you are recognizing that you are moving into new segments. Let us say that you have decided to apply this process before going to bed at the end of the day, and you recognize that entering into the sleep state 
will be a new segment of life experience. And so, as you are lying there on the pillow, getting ready to sleep, set forth the intent of a restful slumber. Set forth the intention of refreshing your physical apparatus and imagine yourself awakening the next day feeling refreshed. As you open your eyes in the morning, recognize that you have now entered into a new segment of life experience and that from time, from the time you remain in bed until the time you remove yourself from it is a segment. Set forth your intent for that time. While I'm lying there, I'm intending to have a clear picture of this day. I'm intending to become exhilarated and excited about this day. And then, as you are lying there, you'll begin to feel that refreshment and exuberance about the upcoming day. As you get out of bed, you have now entered a new segment of life experience. This may be the segment that you are preparing yourself for that day. And so, you are brushing your teeth or taking your bath or doing whatever it is you do in this segment. Let your intent be to do it efficiently, to enjoy yourself, to have it be an uplifting time that prepares you for the day. As you are preparing breakfast, let your intent be to do it efficiently and to select that which is most nutritiously balanced for your physical apparatus at this point in time. Let your intent be that you will be replenished or refreshed by it, that you will enjoy it, and as you set forth this intention, you will notice that as you are eating, you are refreshing, you are feeling more rejuvenated, more replenished, and more refreshed, and you will enjoy the food more than if you had not set forth the intent to do so. As the telephone rings, recognize that you are now about to enter a new segment. And as you pick up the phone, identify who it is, and then clearly set forth your intent before speaking. As you get into your vehicle, or as you are traveling to your place of work or wherever it is you are going, let your intent to be travel from one place to another in safety, to feel invigorated and happy as you're moving forth. Be aware of what the other drivers are intending or not intending, so that you may move through traffic in a sort of flow safely and efficiently. When you get out of your vehicle, you have now entered into another segment. And so, pause for a moment and imagine yourself walking from where you are to where you are intending to go. Seeing yourself feeling good as you walk, intending that you will move efficiently and safely from point to point, intending to feel the vitality of your apparatus, intending that you feel the clarity of your thinking mechanism, and setting forth your vision or your intention. For the next segment in which you are about to enter, Imagine greeting the secretary, the employees, or the employer. Imagine seeing yourself as one who lift, uplifts others. Having a smile ready, recognizing that everyone you meet is not deliberate in their intending, but knowing that by your deliberate intending, you will be in control of your life experience, and you will not be swept up by their confusion, their intent, or their influence. Of course, your segments will not be just as we have offered. And they will not be the same from day to day. In the beginning, you will find that you are not so quick to identify your segments as you will be after as you will be after you have done it for a while. For some, you may find it more efficient and effective to carry a small notebook and physically stop and identify the segment while you write a list of your intentions in your notebook. Or as you are writing you will find yourself at your strongest point of clarity and at your strongest point of focus. 
And so in the beginning of this deliberate segment intending, you may find the notebooks a very great and valuable asset. As you are moving through such a day, you will feel the power and the momentum of your intentions. Building, you will find yourself feeling gloriously invincible. You will feel as if there is nothing that you cannot be, do, or have, as you are seeing yourself again and again in a creative control of your own life experience. And that includes, that concludes, pardon me, the reading of today's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this. And thank you again, everyone, for tuning in, being here today, donating, supporting, whatever you may do, just being here. I never can thank you enough. It's great to see this podcast continue to grow all over the world. Continued supporters. I watch my channel just grow and it's it's great. And I just I really want to give you a warm the warmest welcome from the bottom of my heart. God bless you all and I will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Have a beautiful weekend.